Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Everybody, this is Donnie B, the host of Female Centrics Podcast. We are the first female-hosted fish community podcast. We are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. And this episode, we are going to be speaking with Paul Glace, who is the founder of Fantasy Tour. My co-host today is the ever-so-visceral Christy. Hello, Christy. Hi, Donnie B. How are you? I am all right. I am all right. We've had a pretty exciting past couple episodes there with Miss Miss Anastasio. So uh, that we've been sort of railing off of that one. It's really exciting. We're really looking forward to talking to Paul Glaze today, who founded Fantasy Tour in uh, 1999. So they are coming up on their 20th year anniversary, where they're going to be doing a big show down in Maryland on September 20th. We'll be talking about that during the podcast. And so Fantasy Tour is like the first fish forum, really, a um, place where you can go. You follow your bands and track your shows and run your stats. Um, started off mostly as a very small place for fish fans. And since then, it has grown to uh, all the bands, all the bands that we listen to, you know, the Disco Biscuits and Widespread Panic, Dead and Company um, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, so there's all so there was a lot of other groups that were started after this. And but, uh, you know, I believe the Fantasy Tour was that that OG fish group where you could get together online and talk fish. So we're really looking forward to talking to Paul. Real quick, though, uh, this episode is sponsored by SiriusXM. So you may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and every mood, where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood, where you can get news from every source, where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio, in addition to Jam On, The Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. You can also listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix's A Joke Radio. You've got sports talk radio from Barstool to ESPN. And it'll keep you up, uh, up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think that you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't, so... What you're going to do is you're going to subscribe now to listen outside the car, on your phone, online, and at home, and get your first three months for just a dollar. So visit SiriusXM.com backslash female with the PH, of course, to see offer details and to subscribe. Start listening today. SiriusXM, no car required. So we are going to take just a quick break and we'll be right back with... Paul Glees. All right, we are back. 
And we are ready to start our interview with Paul Glaze, who is the founder of Fantasy Tour, which started up about 20 years ago. So welcome, Paul. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey. And um, Paul's is Christy, our co-host here, too. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, Christy. <laughs> Um, so I am pretty psyched you got in touch with us. I feel like, uh, fantasy tour is like the first group of all the groups kind of, am I right with that? Like when you started 20 years ago, I mean, I, I know they have like the rec dot music was around, but not in the same sense. It seems like in this, in the way that fantasy tour really kicked everything off as far as an online community of sorts. Right. True. Although, um, when I, when I first, uh, introduced fantasy fish in fall of 1999 it wasn't yet a message board so there was no community building component at that time other than to say that people were coming together to compete in the setlist prediction game but uh the the message boards came online in 2001 mm -hmm. and so that was when we kicked off the more interactive part of the site. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I you mentioned Rec Music Fish. That's mm -hmm. where I got that's where I got introduced to online discussion about about the Grateful Dead and Fish. And I was interested in doing something on the web. I thought it was exciting and new and I wanted to figure the whole thing out. And the idea of doing setless prediction games on a website uh, surfaced for me and uh, I, I, I built it from scratch and learned as I went and, and introduced it, as you mentioned, in, in fall of 1999. So nice. it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's come a long way since then, but it kind of had humble beginnings. I nice. would lose that game every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And right now, I'm like, we should have probably had Jason come and do uh, how, to, how to get I know, him. I feel like this is the guy. The, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> right? Because we have, we have a, um, a game show that we've played quite often. My husband uh, uh, does it. It's like, a, it's like Price is Right, except for he picks out the first, like, a, a minute of a live song, and we have to guess the date, and whoever guesses close enough without going over wins jewels okay. or prizes or bragging rights um you win nothing yes no yes you do win all of it all the jewels <laughs> we'll have to have a resurrection on that one though because we found a lot of people when they do play they just kind of like leave feeling really bad about themselves <laughs> <laughs> i probably wouldn't be very good at it myself right? <laughs> um so we're gonna back up just a little bit and uh ask you what we ask all our guests there's a what is your fish story how did you how did you get into this uh this, this team. How'd you get on this team? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, I, 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 I was into the Grateful Dead and I, I kind of got introduced to them in high school, which for me was 92. Okay. And I went to my first dead show in March of 93 and was enamored with everything about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I had a friend, the, the same friend that caught, kind of introduced me to the to the dead, um, alerted me to this other band that was was catching his interest and it was Fish. And uh, and so I, I heard about it from him, but what really set things in motion for me was that 
I went off to Penn State in the fall of 93 and soon learned that fish was coming that spring Mm. to Penn State. And so here was my first opportunity to go see them live. And so I, I, I made it a point to actually camp out for tickets on campus and get my tickets and mm-hmm. went to the show and had a great time. And what was the date upset. of your first show? It was April 9th, 1994. It was at Rec Hall mm-hmm. on the Penn State campus. Nice. And yeah, and it set the wheels in motion for an obsession that lives on to this day. I said, you and I are, are right in the same path. So I grad, I went to college in uh, the September of 93 and my first show was in July of 94. So right, right on the same, same, same part of there. I actually want to do a 25 year uh, anniversary uh, episode where people call talk about their first shows. Cause I feel like there's so many of us that like right in that, right in that time there, that 94, that summer there. Spring. Yeah. I'm, I've actually, I'm only really coming to that realization myself um, that as, as more and more of my friends are hitting that 25th anniversary date mm-hmm. and, and mentioning it on Facebook or sharing, you know, fantasy tour actually sends out anniversary um, acknowledgements to your email box. And I'm seeing a lot of those pop up for, for 1994 um, at the 25th anniversary date and uh it it's really amazing to think about uh, now to look back at it on it in retrospect that so many of us jumped jumped on the train in 94 Mm -hmm. and um it it really catapulted the band And, and you know what else i find interesting about that is that that predated jerry's death which means that things were on an upward trajectory in spite of um, the Grateful Dead still um, touring, absolutely. So that's yeah. uh, that that's intriguing to me too, because I think in my mind I always thought, well, you know, they really blew up in the mid '90s because Jerry died. Mm. Well, not not so much. Mm. Not so much. I feel like it was the summer before that because it was that '94 summer that the um, the Down with Disease and the Beavis and Butthead thing came out and true right and and that's when uh hoist all came out you know like it was that that first summer there i feel like that was the one and i mean obviously this is also my my world as far as coming into it but i feel like that's when it was just like the the beginning of all like the crazy patchwork and the whole like well, that started on Dead Tour. Yeah, did Patchwork? Yeah, that's Absolutely, right. That's right. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. making it in like mm. you know ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then. So, did you jump right on tour? Like, as you were going to, did you end up? Uh, were you able to graduate college or and go to like concerts in between, or did you drop out, or what'd you do? I I stayed at Penn State for my college career and graduated. I was fortunate to have fish come to me at Penn State three times while I was there. Ooh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, they came back to Bryce Jordan Center twice um, while I was there. I caught them as I could during my college career. I never hopped on tour, mm-hmm. um, but I was at Clifford Ball and the Great Went and, and then w- – I really started to ramp up my show going after graduation, but it was, I, I, truth be told, I've never, never actually done a complete tour. Mm-hmm. I've done, 
I've done many sections of tours, um, but I've hit shows throughout the years. I, you know, I think a lot of people assume, Hey, you run fancy tour. You must be at 300 or 400 or mm -hmm. 500 shows. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm at 116. Um, I, I, I hit 100 during the Baker's dozen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I, I like to. I I often go and look at the chart on Fantasy Tour that shows me how much I've seen them over the years, and it's been pretty steady. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're a some responsible years. adult, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Well, I did like the the summertime is when like we would like move out of our apartments and move into our truck and do tour that way. You know, um, in between because I I graduated college, so my my number I just hit 125 the day after my 25th anniversary show at Mohegan. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So, once I, you know, it's one of those things is it's so many people that we end up talking to or we're doing, and I'm like, I'd seen you at a million times. I have sure. no idea how many shows I've seen. Yeah, it was the Helping Friendly um, app that. Dawn, yep. really? That that's one. not going to help me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> None of that's going to help me. I don't even know how many dead shows I've seen, and I've seen whole tours. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've never seen a whole fish tour. Mm. I was two, I had kids. I, you know, I went yeah, to yeah, shows yeah. when I could. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you, you know, you're in school, you go to your first show, you get into this. And then, so did you, were you like living the lifestyle at college as well? Like, uh, you know, like the dreadlocks and had a dog living in your car and, and all that. And your girlfriend didn't shave her armpits and all that. Or, or like, how far did you jump into it? <laughs> Um, That's personal, no, no. Dawn. Well, hey, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> did your girlfriend shave her armpits, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, she did. Uh, and I never had dreadlocks. I had some pretty long hair at one point during mm -hmm. college. I grew a beard. and um, But that's about as far as I went in wookifying myself. In the wookification. Thank you. <laughs> I helped open a dead, uh, like a hippie shop at Penn State. I can't even you helped open one. I can't remember the name that it was called, but I'm sure it was there while you were there because I we opened it in like '92. Artifacts. Yes, and it was Tim Duffy, Tim and Ed Duffy. Yeah. How about that. Yeah, I helped yeah. open it. I went down there wow. and like set it up, and I That's remember awesome. your Burger King had veggie burgers. <laughs> I remember when Burger King had veggie <laughs> and burgers. I was like veggie burgers at a Burger King. <laughs> We'd have to go like order burger, no burger when we were vegetarians. <laughs> They'd be like, we'd like, you know, driving to the right, south. You'd get, that's what I'm talking about. The the buns with the lettuce, tomato, and special sauce. Yes, yes, yeah. That, <laughs> that's not a veggie burger, though. No, no, but they had an oh, actual veggie okay, burger. Okay. No, okay. before that, if I was there, I would get the buns with the lettuce, tomato, yes. and special sauce. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, okay, so 99 then. Um, so walk us through, like, so you're going to, you want to start the, fantasy tour so what tell us tell us how you got into it well uh i definitely you know as i started to see more shows i there was always the everybody was always asking the question what do you want to hear tonight what do you think they're going to open with mm -hmm. um i i developed a friendship with some some when i when i graduated from penn state i moved to harrisburg pennsylvania and um developed a friendship with some folks there, one of which is Benji Eisen, who I believe oh, yeah. you're familiar with. Yeah, uh, yeah. we had him on a couple of And ago. that group uh, was was doing a much more formal version of what do you think they're going to play tonight? They were writing it down. They were competing against one another. It was it was it was much more competitive. And I and I, I had always, you know, 
been interested, as I mentioned, in doing something on the web, but didn't really have a, a good idea of how I could try it out. What, you know, what, what am I going to do? What, what, what am I going to develop? It's going to be of interest to people and we'll actually get traction with, with some visitors and everything. And this just seemed like the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I really just, um, like I mentioned, sort of self-taught myself how to make it happen. And it was really rudimentary in the beginning. I mean, the website just entailed you going on making your picks and it, when you hit submit, it would fire an email off to me and I would handle everything offline and then post the standings back up. Um, so and you then were just doing this all on there. your own. So you would get an email. So how many people um, were involved from, I guess, from the beginning? Uh, like, well, that, or how'd you do that it? first, that first, fall tour competition that happened in September 99. Mm -hmm. There were, there were about 350 players. Mm. That's a lot for 1999. Right. Right. And I didn't even have an email uh, then. Right. Yeah. Uh, And, and it grew from there. Um, There's, there's now been, and again, not everybody plays the games on, on fantasy tour, but we're now, up over 170,000 registered users on the site. Oh, wow. I feel like I'd only play the games. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. There are people that only play the games or there are people that only go to the message boards. There are those that do both. Um, there are those that just come to Fantasy Tour to track their shows. Um, and and one of the things, you know, that I know, I know a lot of people do that on Fishnet or in the Helping Friendly app, but... If you want to track your dead shows too and your Umphreys shows as well, then Fancy Tour is the place to do the, the big picture of all the shows you've been to. Ah. So a lot of people do that um, and run their stats and you keep track of how many shows they've like gone to. Yeah. I ah. feel like you would help me with my dead shows for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that it would definitely help me remember like even just like out West, like not remembering exactly everything. Mm-hmm. And I was really young. So I was just flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were dancing. Just... I was just a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're like I just... 15, weren't you? <laughs> I was young. So yeah. I just didn't, didn't, I don't know. I guess I was visceral. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> shit. No. <laughs> Not my Christy. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, what, you know, it's funny with the dead. So I got to see Jerry twice and then I always say, like, I feel like I've said, said, oh, I've seen the rest of the boys, you know, the rest of the dead in some way, 50, 60 times. But I feel like I've been saying that for years now. I literally have no idea how many times I've seen like mm-hmm. Bobby, for instance, or, you know, it's usually like one way or another. I mean, when I was on the West coast, I lived over there for three years, got to see them a lot more. I got to see Phil a lot more, you know, he was right. playing. Yeah. He was all over the place. That was in 99, 98 through one that I was out that way where I was able to, to see that. But, um, so you can kind of keep them all together. So what other bands do you have, um, on the site? hundreds of other oh, bands. Wow. Like, I would yep. widespread panic everybody, wow. right? Yeah. See, uh, you know, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Now, again, you can't do all the same things for all the bands. You can't necessarily play setless prediction games for all of them. The message boards aren't aren't there for a, a lot of them. The, the way we're bringing new bands onto the site is by first bringing them on just so you can track your shows. Mm-hmm. Um, then if someone... Um, from the from the fan community wants to curate the set lists, we turn that feature on and, and the fans can curate the set lists to help, help to get that fleshed out. And now you can run stats and see set lists. 
Um, if it makes sense for a particular band, we'll turn on the setlist prediction game. And then there's the message boards, which at this point we're, we're waiting till we get a really good following for a given band before we turn the message boards on so that we can, you know, have from the get go, a good conversation um, going. It doesn't just sit there stagnant. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it'd be like, maybe like that band I've heard about um, that, which is pigeons playing ping pong. Would that be mm-hmm. like an example of something like that? Has, have you set uh, turned on the message board for that band yet? Or Spafford? There, I guess Spafford would be another one that... I think... I, I do believe that the Pigeons Playing Ping Pong message board is turned on. Uh, Spafford it definitely has a, a the set list and stats feature. Um, there's just... There, there's a lot of, of, um, of up-and-coming jam bands uh, in the scene, and we're, we're trying to, to, uh, to represent them all and make sure that Fantasy Tour can be a place where you can track your, your stats and set lists for all of them. Mm. Now, so when did you, so you started off with, with just fish? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. It was actually fantasy fish, um, fantasyfish.com mm-hmm. in, in fall of 1999. It wasn't until about a year later that, you know, fans of fish that also liked widespread were writing me and saying, this is great. Can you do it for widespread? And I was, and I immediately realized that I didn't want to have to set up individual domain names for each band, yeah. you know, fantasy widespread, fantasy string ah, cheese. Mm-hmm. So I needed a name that would encompass it all. And that's when fantasy tour was born. And uh, so transition to fantasy tour introduced in the beginning, it was fish widespread string cheese, Mo and the disco biscuits. Okay. And then it grew from there. Trey Anastasio band, Humphreys McGee. I've seen uh, every one of those band multiple times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah. Um, so what at what point did you feel that it really started to take off like what like and what what was your degree in when you graduated what what did you graduate with <laughs> like ballet or something random <laughs> <Like not. laughs> no actually um industrial engineering okay yes um so i didn't do comp sci um programming was always a hobby and um and it never really went beyond that either i've never had a career in it um and I was just a hobbyist. And Wait, so, is this your job? Fantasy tour is my job. Oh That's my amazing. God. You're a lucky yes, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. I want to be a full time fish fan like this with the podcast here. I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah. That is awesome. So when did it start to take off then? And when did it start to yeah move towards that? That's freaking great. Well, it really took off with the introduction of the message boards and, um. You know, I, I can't really pinpoint a particular time, but it they, they just really blew up in the 2001-2002 time frame. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that really triggered a lot more awareness of what Fantasy Tour was and, and, and became more w- well-known as a as a place to go talk about fish, not just go play setless prediction games. Um, so that early, those early two thousands when it really ballooned, um, the, you know, the, when the band broke up mm-hmm. after Coventry, 
the message boards were all, at least for fish, were all that there was. There was, you know, four to eight announcements. There were no set lists and mm. stats and prediction games. And this, the, the message boards stayed pretty, uh, pretty active through that time period. That's amazing. Yeah. What kind yeah. of, what kind of things were discussed? Yeah. When are they coming I mean, back? Was, oh, I know. <laughs> crying. Lots of crying. Right. Right. <laughs> I think lots of, lots of talk about other, other bands to go see and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Fancy Tour has always been a place to talk about anything. Um, it's not limited to, to fish or music discussion. So, um, you know, current events and and anything you could think of. There's there's little subgroups of people on Fancy Tour that talk about things in their individual threads, like specific topics. I mean, I'm not too familiar with it, but I, I, I met a guy a couple of years ago who told me that I guess there's a a subgroup of fish fans that are into professional wrestling and they talk about it in fantasy on fantasy tour in a thread, just about professional wrestling. That is awesome. I am so glad we have professional wrestlers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am just, that just like makes my heart swell Man. and it makes Dawn's husband's heart swell. <laughs> if he was here right now, you just don't even understand. He, he, so he, one of the greatest things in the world is that I have the same birthday as Hulk Hogan. It's like okay. his favorite thing. <laughs> You don't even understand. They should have won that Atlantic City. They were um, Macho Man Randy and the Miss Elizabeth. Oh, you should have seen their outfit. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh yeah. And he's six eight. <laughs> so it th- his outfit was too short, too small for him. Too. Oh my god! <laughs> and, those freaking oh tights. my god! It was ridiculous. Their outfit. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. That is that's awesome. Great. That is awesome. So I mean, have you? Was there ever a point where you realized that, that like um. Have you been? Have you connected personally with any of the band members or any uh, buddy from the inside circle or from other bands and whatnot because of it? Like, if, what kind of cool kids kind of stuff have you been able to? I call it cool kid table stuff. Like, what kind of <laughs> fringe benefits have you uh, <laughs> come upon? Well, as it pertains to fish specifically, not so much. Um, I, I don't. You know, it's not like I. I I've ever talked at great length to any of the band members or anything like that. They're a tough band to um, break. With with some of the other bands that, particularly the ones we're bringing on now that are up and coming, um, I am talking um, to their. Uh, I may or may not have met the band, or at least I'm talking to their manager or their publicist about how to get the most out of Fantasy Tour and and working together to help them, you know, grow their fan base. So you know, you know, as you as you asked earlier about me doing this full time, it's, um, it's, it, it's not me programming anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually partnered up with my brother, Matthew, who oversees the, the development of the site and pretty much does it by himself. But we've had a couple, um, people help out over the last couple of years, but it's been mainly him. I'm more focused on the, um, operation you know interacting with with the members of the site PR? interacting with the bands pr um responding to help desk tickets doing you know finding advertisers it? did you say help desk t- what'd you say help desk tickets people oh. who write and say you know you know i can't log into my account i, oh, I added okay. Sh- okay sure mm-hmm. the set list isn't isn't in there can you add it um there's a lot of that kind of activity um, but mainly I'm, you know, I, I, the relationship I have with, with Matthew is that I'm the product owner. So, you know, he'll come to me and say, does this look good? Is, what is this missing? Um, you know, how do we make this right? 
and you know he he makes it happen um and so i'm i'm I, i'm the uh, you know i'm the i'm the super user if you will and and sort of drive that from that perspective and um and then as you mentioned you know pr marketing growing the user base growing our advertisers yeah, and building and- relationships with bands so uh, talk to me a little bit about your like advertising because i would imagine that's the way like you guys are getting a paycheck, you know, it's right. like, you know, and not to obviously get into your finances, but more so I'm curious just because, you know, you've got these online things or even just with my, my podcast, I get sponsored and stuff, but it's not anything necessarily, you know, I think when it comes down to it, I'm just trying to figure out how to be a professional fish fan forever and ever. So, um, <laughs> right. so, so, so right. how are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Feed well, your babies. <laughs> if well, you have kids, one, I don't know if you do or not, but <laughs> yeah, I do have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, um, I, I'm, very lucky to to have to be married to um, a lovely woman named Jessica, mm-hmm. who has a great career. And ah, and you helps, got a sugar mama. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, helps make that happen. And she was very supportive five years ago when I said, "Hey, listen, I'd like to try to do this full time. It's definitely going to mean a pay decrease. Yeah, but I think, but I think I can." you know, my brother and I, I think we can make things happen. I think Mm -hmm. we can grow it. And she said, I support you go for it. So I have that backing. Um, absolutely. In fact, that girlfriend that didn't, that did shave her armpits in college is Jessica. Um, That's great. We went to our first show together and we've gone to most shows together since then. There's been a couple I've gone to without her. Um, and We've been happily married since 1998. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. So, that's a anyway. long time. Yeah, she's been with it you. Is. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> fresh out of college, there. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but you know, it's a great the site's a great place for um, advertisers to reach live music bands. And so we we do display advertising on the website. We do email marketing, um, and we're always looking for new ways to help you know help bands um, and promoters um, reach fans and and um, people that are interested in what you know what they have to offer. So mm-hmm. now, are you finding you getting more like smaller sort of uh, like I don't know. It was probably not Etsy companies of sorts, but like, are you getting more like, you know, bigger names that are, are going, or are they more like small, um, like Ticketmaster versus like, mm-hmm. yeah, Etsy. I don't know. Right. Somebody making so, well, like, like the know. people that do the tickets, paper Brown totally tickets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know, we've really, we've been bootstrapping this, this operation and, and I'm not a salesperson, um, by trade and I don't consider myself to be a very good salesperson. We've, we've done our best to, to try to, to, to grow into bigger brands and, um, and find some, some big, uh, advertisers and we're getting traction. It's been, it's been harder than I thought it would be. And we're still, we're still working at it and, and learning as we go. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we have, you know, a great product that, that our, that our users love and, um, and we can find ways to keep that. The, the key thing for us is that the alternative way to 
um, to keep the site in operation is to charge the members of the site to use certain services. You know, we, oh, I didn't there's a lot know of that. Talk about that. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot of models out there where businesses online have realized, well, you know, advertising isn't as lucrative as we hoped it would be. So now we got to figure out ways to to charge our members. Look at newspapers as an example. Okay. You know, Washington Post, New York Times, certain uh, uh, big newspapers. You can only read like two articles a month or something before they say you hit a paywall mm-hmm. and you have to get the pay to read any further. Yep. We don't want to. We really don't want to go that route. Um, and so we're we're just continuing to try to find ways to uh, to you know be able to keep the keep the lights on and keep the servers running um, in other ways. So there's different like tiers then, I guess, then of being a member. I guess. Well, well, what I'm saying is there aren't, and there we don't want to have to go down charge. that route. Oh, oh, no. oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, I did you know, So there isn't a. I get you know, that though. A I get premium membership yeah. where you get certain additional right. features, or we haven't ever cut anything off that was previously like cash free. or trade. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's one example yeah. a, a mm-hmm. model that that works. You know, every it, time I see that gold star, gets to see it for thirty seconds or I whatever. Know. I'm like. <laughs> Do I pay the extra money? No, just don't. Just don't. You'll get the ticket. You'll get the ticket. <laughs> I do get the concept, though, and I and I understand that from, like, just even going big, but, like, like big newspapers. I mean, newspaper is a dying, tying mm-hmm. industry. So mm. if I want to read, you know, a paper, I get why they want to charge me more than two articles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... I don't necessarily think it is the worst thing, especially because the the fee is minimal usually. You know what I mean? It's like whatever, three to five dollars a month. We're gonna convince Paul to uh, no, start charging, and now everybody's sorry. gonna don't, hate us. I know. Don't charge anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, maybe. <laughs> um, I just completely understand that nothing is for free, and we all have to eat. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes behind right. it too, you know. But I mean, if it ends up working out in the end, and like you get to go, I mean, do are you now? Are you able to go to pretty much the shows that you want to? I mean, you said you have kids. Are they little, or or you got older kids, or? Um, my kids are 13 and eight mm-hmm. and I, yeah, although we're starting to feel like we can go to more shows than we had been to lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and some of that entails the occasional taking the kids with us, um, which they, they enjoy. Um, but for the most part, we, we don't do that. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I, I always want to go to more shows and, and as I get more familiar with more and more acts in the scene and, and see what some of these younger acts are doing and I, I see them coming through town, I, I would love to be, you know, able to hit up some of those shows in Baltimore or Philly. Oh, you know, who's um, my new favorite young band. I don't know how young they are, but I just heard of them is Goose. Okay. I, I thought you might say Goose. I'm, hmm, I don't know. They're, that. uh, they're yeah, wicked they're, good. They're yeah, is are they? I don't even. I just, I just heard them like, a, like maybe a month ago, and now I have them on my SD card. Ooh. I have an SD card holder in my car. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> See, you're really good about this too, Chrissy. I'm like so blinders on. Yeah, fish Don kid. only fish. I, I love fish. It's my favorite band, but 
I could be better. I could be. I try. I mean, we have these great little venues around us that get all these great bands, dude. I know. Get out, I know. bitch. I know, but I got to go to see Fish eight, eight times this summer, and that was huge for me. And then we saw Yawn and Company at Gillette for a minute. <laughs> I think they'll be better. It was just one bad show. We don't. Had. Don't don't go there. No, don't. Don't go there. No. <laughs> um, did uh, What shows did we able to see this summer, Paul? I I got to both Merryweathers, all three Camdens, and both Spacks. Oh, nice! Did nice. you bring your kids to Spac? No, but we are taking our kids to Colorado next week. And oh my to- goodness! Are you going to get the plague? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Don't there, it's like I can't believe how much media is around that. I know. It's well, we're show. we're um, we're going out for a vacation ahead of the shows and then going to the shows. Um, fortunately we had never planned to camp. Um, so that, 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 that issue has not affected our plans. Mm-hmm. Although I know it's affected so many others. It's terrible. Yeah. What are people um, saying about it? I haven't even had a chance to say, cause you know, where are they saying? I, I don't know. I, and I think people are clamoring to get into hotels and, it's 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 not pretty. It it and it's 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 unfortunate. It feels like uh you know, we, we went out west um last summer to the gorge and there were the wildfires, then oh yeah curveball got cancelled for the flooding and now mm-hmm. the plague has hit dicks. It feels like <laughs> things are following fish around right now. Yeah, yeah. Just stay steady, Billy. Stay steady. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids now that they're like, you know, almost grown up. Like this is this. You think this is the biggest thing that's gonna hit you? Keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is there is there is all that. Um so I want to talk to you about um any wacky stories and I wanna talk to you about um about some troll issues I know that is that is a uh, kind of gone around uh PT a bit, but um we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with all of that and about your new site you're launching and your show in Baltimore on the twentieth. So We'll be right back. You may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and every mood, where you can hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood, where you get news from every source, where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio in addition to Jam On, Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. Where you can listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix is a Joke Radio. And Sports Talk Radio too from Barstool to ESPN. And to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think that you need a card to enjoy SiriusXM back in the day, but you don't. Subscribe now to listen outside of your car, on your phone, online, and at home, and get your first three months for only a dollar. So what you want to do is visit SiriusXM.com backslash female with a PH to see offer details and to subscribe. Start listening today. SiriusXM, no car required. All right, we are back with Paul Glaze, who started 
fantasy tour and we have been discussing how it all started and whatnot and one of the things I, we're going to be getting into I, I was just talking about before the break and then I just thought of a new sort of question to kind of go into this is um, with fantasy tours sort of being the first or one of the first anyway, it might even be the first, as we were saying before, the of online community and whatnot, with the onset of Facebook and all the fish groups on there, what have you, or have you noticed um, a dropping usage with um, Ad Fantasy Tour or a connection with it? Or if you want to talk a little bit about that, or no, no, uh, no connection. How has that been for you? Well, I think there's definitely a connection and there's definitely been um, people that have left fantasy tour in favor of Facebook groups. Um, it's not the first time mm -hmm. that it, 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 Facebook isn't the only um, culprit <laughs> for that. Or competition or whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to mention that it's been an amazing thing for me to watch the phenomenon of watch of fantasy tours message boards over what is, I guess now 18 years, that we grew, what we grew in the beginning was a really tight-knit group of people that would talk on the message boards. And as that group got bigger, there would be more dissension, there would be more arguments, it was natural. Mm -hmm. And then there would be people that would say, I don't like you know, having these other people in the mix of my conversation, so I'm going to go over here and create this other message board on this free message board site and take, you know, my, my friends with me. And, you know, I, I, you know, I used to, I used to watch that, you know, with bated breath and be like, Oh no, you know, is this going to be the end of the message boards on PT as these people decide they're going to pick up and leave. And what would inevitably happen is those groups would take off and they would go and do their little private thing, but they would all keep tabs on what was going on in fantasy tour. <laughs> yeah. and things would kind of go back and forth. And, um, I mean, I, it was a cycle. It would just happen over and over again. And, mm. you know, there were, there were different places you could do that. And those, those places became more and more sophisticated to the point now where we're, where we have Facebook groups, which bring with them just this myriad of, uh, you know, better user experience and um, integration with a tool you're already using every day. If you're our Facebook user mm -hmm. um, and alerts on your phones, all these ways to grab your attention and bring you back into Facebook. Um, and we, we can't compete with that with, with our sort of antiquated message board design that, that we have today. So um, we are, we're working on, um, a, a complete redesign of the website that is going to include a, a lot more sophistication in the message board feature mm -hmm. um, that we hope will allow people who have, you know, come that like that no fantasy tour, but maybe prefer um, other tools for their, for their usability and, and other features will rediscover fantasy tour as a, as a way to um, like, interact with other fans. Like you can use it on your phone. Yeah. Do you have an app? Is there a fantasy tour app? So we don't have an app and it's, it's definitely the question I, I get asked the most. And what, what we're doing right now is we're redesigning the site so that it is responsive in a browser on your phone. Cause right now, if you try to read, the fancy tour message boards or do anything on fantasy tour on your phone. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of the pages don't resize for your phone. So ah. they are 
They're really tiny. You have to zoom in and zoom out, and it's terrible user experience. So one of the key things that's coming with this redesign that we're, we're hoping to complete by the end of this year is the entire site will be mobile responsive. So when you're on your phone and you go to the message boards or you go to make your picks or you go to run your stats, it's a, a, as good a user experience on your phone as it is on your desktop, maybe even better on your phone, um, because we, we started with a mobile first design methodology where we make sure that the page, every page looks great on your phone and then figure out how it expands on your tablet and how it hmm. expands on your desktop. Interesting. So, so is that a, like, now did you have to bring in and hire a brand new person uh, that specializes in that? Or is that something that you guys kind of all figured out together as a team? Like, how many people are, are with you besides you and your brother? It, it, it's me and my brother, are the only two full-timers and our staffing level sort of ebbs and flows. We are right now, it just happens to be the two of us, but we had interns. Um, we've hired some contract programming expertise and we've hired some contract um, user interface design expertise. Mm -hmm. um, so those people kind of come in and do the, do their piece and then step back out. Um, but to your question about the, you know, the, this new design, we did hire an expert and it actually was a fantasy tour member who came to our attention because he was just talking on our message boards about how much you know, better fantasy tour would be if it worked better on your phone. And he, he sort of built this mock-up of what he thought it should look like. What? And he, yeah, yeah. Is that like it all was code a, writing, right? It, it, essentially, well, this, is a, this is more graphic design. Sure. Um, this guy, he's a he's a user experience designer, so he kind of straddles the 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 graphical and appearance part with the programming part. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, he whipped up this just sample, and um, we we caught wind of it and reached out to him and and hit it off and. Um, came to an agreement on how he could help. And he did some amazing, uh, did some amazing work, which we're in the process of implementing. And uh, the, 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 the fruits of that labor will be revealed soon. And I think people are going to love it. So why did you go against the app? Oh, great. I'm glad you brought that back up. So okay. we didn't go against the app, but what our, what our position on this has been, we want the website itself to be mobile responsive and work well in your browser before we turn our attention to an app. Okay. And we definitely want an app. In fact, I'm not even sure we're going to have one app. Um, we, we, there's been a lot of talk about taking the discrete things that people do on fantasy tour and having different apps for those different things. So the, you know, the, the, the setless prediction game portion might be its own app in the future and the message board functionality would be in a separate app. So, you know, your your whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish at that time, you're, you know, you're able to go into that that specific functionality and not have to navigate through a lot of other stuff. You just go straight to what you're trying to do. Yeah, because yeah. like, some people like specifically want it for message boarding or for for the game. So like what type exactly. of um subjects i guess and i know this is probably like you know so broad but what type of subjects i guess maybe that would come up 
at the beginning on the message boards. And when you say message board, are you, it like um, that would be like posting a subject on like a group page, right? And then everybody comments on it essentially. And, and excuse me if I sound like not brilliant with this question. No, but <laughs> like just no to it's, kinda... a, it's, it's a fine question because I think the, the concept of a message board is in and of itself kind of antiquated because it was one of the first things that, that, that was born on the internet, at least when I became aware of it, was this concept of a threaded discussion on a message board. And, you know, the earliest versions of that were these ugly pages where each response to the original, you know, um, topic showed up as this like indented outline format thing underneath the original one. And it okay. was, it was, it was difficult to navigate. And so, um, but we've come a long way from that. I mean, people today think of discussion on the internet as somebody makes a post and everyone else is commenting on that post. Yeah. We could kind of draw an analogy to what, what a message board does, which is somebody starts a topic and they, they make the first post on that topic and everyone else posts to that topic too, which in a sense is like commenting on the original post. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, a, it's a, it's a different way of thinking that I think, you know, this whole concept of, of web 2.0 and social media has just changed the way we think about online discussion. So I, I don't necessarily think that our new message board feature is going to be like a post comment model um but it will have some things that maybe people are accustomed to on other platforms like upvoting and downvoting um which means that you can say hey i like this or i don't like this and then others can use that information to decide what they want to see or what they want to have bubbled to the top um we you also want to introduce the concept of connecting with other people on the platform that you know or that you like. So it's kind of like following or connecting, you know, as friends on Facebook. Where so, yeah. So do you have like, um, I guess, collecting, I don't know if collecting people is the right word, like as far as like, wow. right? Well, kind of. I just, right. I just collected over a thousand people on Instagram recently. That was really exciting. <laughs> so is it the, I mean, that's for the pod, the podcast, obviously, but you know, so is it, do you get, is that how that works? You get the followers or friends or? Um... Well, certainly not today. Not mm -hmm. on Fantasy Tour today. But, mm -hmm. and I don't, we've talked about, about that concept. I think what we want to nail down first is just the connecting friends. So think of it as, you know, however many people you've agreed um, to be friends with on Facebook, mm -hmm. a similar model where, you know, you're going to be able to identify who your friends are on Fantasy Tour and then, the benefit to that is that we that now we can provide you with more meaningful information about things like who who else do I know that's going to this show, um, which which I honestly I don't think Facebook's getting better at it, but it's not especially um, full featured enough for for my taste yeah. to be able to say you know hey look I I'm going to this show next week and I haven't had a chance to sort of canvas my friends on who's going to be there, so how can I quickly find out? who I expect to see, maybe I want to make dinner plans beforehand, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's just, a great I mean, idea. Though Creating that initial connection, 
that allows you to say, these are the people that on the platform that I know and trust mm -hmm. will give us so many more opportunities to improve the user experience to say, hey, look, I, I don't necessarily want to see all this other conversations going on. I just want to focus on the people that I that I know. And it, it kind of gets back to that concept that I mentioned earlier about people leaving the platform because they wanted that more intimate experience. Now we want to we want to introduce a way that, that you can have that more intimate experience right and stay on Fantasy Tour. Right there on Fantasy Tour, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so let's talk a little bit about the, you know, the, I guess, trolling aspect that happens or, I mean, it happens everywhere. And I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm like horrified at all of it. I, I just am so freaking sensitive and I'm so naive and I get my feelings hurt and I don't. I don't use the interwebs that often because of that. I know. I don't get I don't, I don't, I don't get like it. it. I'm like, why are you being mean? Why would you say that? Like, you know, like that kind of thing. So like what has your been your experience? Because I know that PT's, you know, had some trouble with that and I know it's something that you're, you know, really wanna work on and and uh, and bring to light, I guess. Yeah, it's it's no doubt um the, the thing that that sort of upsets me the most about Fantasy Tour, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really proud of of, of what what I created and what it's become. And, um, and yet, you know, random people again, who don't necessarily, um, you know, approach me face to face, but have no problem, um, calling me out online, whether it's on fancy tour or elsewhere, you know, uh, are really upset about some of the things that they read on fantasy tour mm -hmm. and some of the behavior that takes place. And, and it, it I'm not, I'm in no way, shape or form, um, happy about it. I don't condone it. Um, the problem is that as a two person operation with limited resources, it's not an easy problem to solve. And, mm. uh, you know, it, it, you, you only need to look at, at the struggles that Facebook and Twitter and say, Instagram they have can't, to they know. Can't stop it. Yeah that it's not an easy problem to solve. And mm -hmm. we, we try to keep, uh, we try to keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on on those bigger platforms to sort of look for the models that'll work. And, you know, I'll listen to podcasts with the, with the, um, with the founder of, of Twitter and listen to what they're struggling with, and it's the same stuff, and they don't necessarily have good answers. And like what kind of stuff? Yeah, mean people, just mean people, mean, just fucking jerks. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing of it is, it's like you know they'll talk about well, now we've implemented a policy that says three strikes you're out, and so um, if you violate our rules three times, then mm -hmm. your account is closed. And you know when when someone. It, the problem is that so many of those judgment calls can be subjective mm. about what crossed the line. It, you, there's the obvious ones for sure. There, you know, that are obviously you know people with bad intentions. But there are the people that that just walk that tightrope of, you know, walking up to the line but not crossing mm, the line. It's like a sarcasm. They like to right. fuck with people kidding, but it's not. But uh, then even yeah. with the people that really are bad, so you kick them off, they rejoin with a different email. And di and that's. I mean, yeah. how do you. There's no way to stop them. Yeah. Like, is that something you've run into? Have you kicked off people before and then realized you like never you're know. dealing with the same. Well, I don't know. If you like, you realize you're dealing with the same person again. Yes. 
Yeah. Time and time again. Yeah. Time Interesting. And time again. And so, yeah. you know, the, 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 what are these people you know, doing? Go for a walk uh, or something. I they don't have talk, no I, friends. I know. They need well, a hug. A I really wonder, big hug. A really big hug. Yeah. Like, what if, is it? Is it, you know, honestly, yeah. if you could just go hug them, I think you might, it might help. You're in Cincinnati. I, I need to find you and hug you. <laughs> they really, they need you. They need a hug from you. And that it's like they're two year olds. They just really just need a, a really tight hug and someone to read them a book. And then they might like wake up in the morning and be like, wow, someone loves me. Llama llama. Red I swear pajamas. to God. That's, it's like, it's like, it's like the, the interworld or whatever they, people call it. The interweb. interweb. The interweb. Is like a it, well. It's do you find that though? Life. Do you find that? I mean, is there like a, um, I don't know. Is there like a type of person that does this that you find, or is it all kind of walks of life? Like, I guess, I guess the ones that are kind of reoccurring troublemakers. It's definitely all walks of life. Yeah, hmm. and um, and you know, it's it, it, it's as as we've kind of already touched on it, mm-hmm. but I think it bears repeating. It's not unique to the fish scene by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's a problem that is pervasive on all social media platforms where people can enjoy some level of anonymity or at least some level of distance between them and the person they're attacking. And, um, and, you know, to Christie's point, you know, we've tried the, you know, kicking people off and tracking IP addresses and, 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 and detecting when they come back. And it, it, it is draining mm. on our resources. We would much rather be improving the site, improving the services and finding ways to help the users that have good intentions and want to use the platform for you know positive reasons to have an experience that allows them to filter out the crap and deflect it or hide it or suppress it. Um, then, then us try to play, a, you know, a police officer yeah, yeah. Tra- tracking people down and detecting when they come back. Cause it's at the end of the day, nearly impossible. Um, wow. There's just too many workarounds, too many disposable email services and, and, and onion routers and these terms that I wouldn't even be familiar with, except I've had to get myself familiar with, um, with the methods that people use. And it, it, there have been times in fantasy tours life cycle where it has been all consuming and yet not netted results. So mm. we've, we, we're looking for ways and continue to look for ways to, to solve it. That, um, that aren't these, you know, these notions that people throw out real fast. Oh, why don't you just ban their IP address? It's not that simple. Yeah. I think in general, all you have to do is keep pushing, like saying like, I mean, it, it sounds so trivial, but you're never going to stop them. So just say, let's keep the good people here, too. I mean, that's kind of what you're yeah. fighting for, right? I mean, because how do you well, stop them? But, but the thing I sympathize with is exactly what Dawn was saying, which is that it intimidates her to actually speak up. And that's, what, that's definitely what aggravates me the most, is that what we really need is the people who have no bad intentions to be, you know, the louder voices, mm. but, mm-hmm. but, um, but they feel intimidated. Yeah, to I speak never up. speak. I rarely speak. No, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it's funny because it's so I, I'm, I go like, cause I, like I said, I'm kind of a, a baby when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I'm, so I am sensitive. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm careful about what I say, but at the same time, I'm like trying to, you know, 
I don't know. St- okay, so this actually just happened to me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. So I posted something. So do you know the group? <laughs> it sounds like the group farts. It's P H. A-R-T-S on Facebook. No, Have you guys I don't. heard of it? No. Have you heard I of don't. it, Paul? No. Okay, so so I don't know who started, but it's <laughs> called Parts, and it's a group on Facebook, and it was started um, with the intention to m- make fun of fish, people who are doing art in the community, and make fun of their art. Yeah. That's horrible. You know, and wow. right? And so, so this was something so i brought it up on one of the groups um that i'm in um it's a smaller group and i you know i was like you know who is the per-? like the I way i saw that i didn't know what it was well so the way i yeah. worded it in retrospect because i i posted it and then i was um out of i was working all day and i was at a place where there was no i couldn't get notified there was no notifications or anything like that and by the time i got back to it apparently it had kind of blown up a little bit and i got torn up but it yeah so and i don't know but and so the comments got torn up um turned off i caused some sort of scene of sorts and in, in retrospect i mean i get it because the way that i worded it i was like so who started this group like what's up with them where maybe that wasn't necessarily their intention to be I, I shouldn't have called that's them out like that. That's not the way you watered it, though. You watered it kind of like that, but you were really like, why is this happening? Why is it? Yeah, exactly. You actually were pretty. Was I okay? Yeah, yeah see, no. I chose not to read it because yeah, I'm no, such you a baby. Actually, I, I did like, read I don't it. I didn't want to read everybody know, being mean. I didn't know that farts was a thing, and I was like, why? <laughs> and you were super sensitive about it. I was like, what's happening? Why did you? <laughs> Yeah, because to me, I'm like, why is anybody starting anything well, where you're making fun of other people's enough, stuff? I you would know? be more careful to post something in a music setting than pretty much anywhere else because music is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And these are where like my my friends and family lay, like not blood, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like put something out there that I that I feel, and then all of a sudden that I've seen a million times, like you were just talking mm-hmm. about, get like, you suck, bitch, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they're calling you fat, ugly whore. Right? Well, yeah. Know, like, right. I don't, that's why I don't know how that comes. That, I yeah. can't handle that. No. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be part of like, so yeah, I actually in music in general is, I'll post anything about politics. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. You it, do, you're good yeah, about it. Yeah. But music, because it's near and dearer to me, is harder for me to say exactly how I feel it definitely Mm. is because I don't want that negativity because Mm. I it's my happy place yeah yeah do you get torn up Paul like in different spots or have you in the past and I'm assuming like like when I just did that we just did the interview for Bella and Tom just his first um response after he was just like make sure you have a tough skin because people are going to come back Mm -hmm. like you just like and and he was like, I haven't read anything. It wasn't anything. It's just at this point, like he knows that. And I know that that's something I will get used to. So I'm assuming, is that something that you've, you yourself have gotten used to? Or is it still hard to deal with? Or do people come after you or not? I mean, not that any of this is your fault, obviously, like, right. you know, so no. like, yeah. No, but yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, yes, I'm often, I, I've been attacked on various platforms, including fancy tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yes, it takes a tough skin, and yet it doesn't. It, it's not like it ever just rolls off you. Yeah. Um, it's you know it, it comes with the territory. I, I've I've accepted that. I I want to keep running fantasy tour, and I want it to be great. And I realize that there's going to be people that think that um 
you know, and somehow shape or form, you know, supporting this negativity that, 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 that bubbles up. Um, and I'm in no way, and I'm definitely, I'm simply not, um, it's not my intent. I don't like it, but I also want to kind of lead by example. These people want attention and I'm not giving it to them. I don't want to give it to them. And so, um, I, you know, I think that's the, the thing that I would want to, you know, communicate to, to anybody that's, that feels like this is, um, an easy problem to solve. It's not, but the, but the one thing we should all understand is that, you know, that this is attention seeking behavior. Mm -hmm. And when you feed, you know, it, 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 you don't hear yeah. it as much as you used to, but don't feed the trolls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the truth <laughs> of the matter is in the end in everyday life. And with this, the only reaction you can control is your own. Mm. Right. And mm -hmm. that's period. So mm -hmm. you control how you respond. And in your situation, you're responding to a huge thing. It's, you know what I mean? Like, so that, that, that yeah, kudos to you. Cause it's, it's a lot of pressure, I would think. Thank you. Appreciate mm. that. Mm hmm. Um, so you are coming into your 20th year this fall and you yes. are about to throw a big ass party in Baltimore. So tell us all about that. Yeah, we're, we're really psyched. We're putting on our first show ever. It's going to be at the eight by 10 on September 20th. Uh, and the act that is performing is star kitchen, mm -hmm. which is a side project of Mark Brownstein's. Um, he's the bass player from the disco biscuits Fine. and, um, always enjoyed a really good relationship with the disco biscuits from, you know, from my early days of seeing them and, um, and their representation on fantasy tour. So it's a good acknowledgement of that to have his, um, project performing. And I know he's psyched about it and I'm psyched to have them. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'd love to have, uh, any, everybody, uh, that, uh, whether you're a fantasy tour user or not, that can make it out to the show to, to check it out and, and join us that night. It should be a lot of fun. You guys going to have like all kinds of food. Is it like festy style or just like at one, like, um, one, this, the it, one band or what do you guys got going on? It is, it, it's just, uh, just our kitchen on the lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, I don't know how familiar you are with the eight by 10. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's just a, 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 a you know, 350 person, um, oh, intimate. Venue Fun. in mm -hmm. Baltimore. Ooh. Yep. Don and, and I could uh, fly down there for a hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> Stay jacks. There you go. Please, please join us. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. That's fun. So I, I have um, a question. And actually, this is something I want to start asking our guests. Um, what are your top five favorite shows? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or at least 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Yeah, sure. Um, wow. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe so this is this things is I, I things need to, like, you know, front load. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll just start naming shows that kind of pop into my mind as being go. special. And I, and if the, the truth of the matter is, it's like, one might come up later. They'd be like, "Oh, that probably would have been top five if I thought of it sooner." But sure. um, my second show was um, in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University in the fall of '94, and it was a it just a particularly 
um, memorable experience because I, we, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, and I left State College and and traveled just just to hit that one off show. Had mm. a, had a, a great time and um, met up with some friends that were um, that were also coming back to just to Penn State that night and um, had you know a memorable drive home that night and it, it just sticks out in my mind but the show was great and um, and so that one that one stands out what was the date for certainly that? the Clifford sorry what was the date on that again I knew you were going to ask me that and I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I don't know it uh-huh. he's just like uh, me Donnie right? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry but no October, one ever does this I only <laughs> I, I, I only I only can remember it's in October. All right. Uh, 94. It's the Pittsburgh show in October 94. Oh, there you go. There it you go. Easy part enough. Of, yeah. Um, it was part of a run that I remember started um, in the Northeast and started, you know, sort of trickled down uh, from there. But we caught that one show and and um, it just really stands out for me. Then mm. the next one I'll mention is the Clifford Ball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I don't remember fact, much of the Clifford Ball. I was uh, there for it, but obviously, but I don't, and not because I was getting all messed up because I wasn't back then. I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't remember too, too much of it, but I did that whole tour as well. But, but for specifically Clifford nice. Ball, yeah, yeah, I don't remember details of it, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, another one that just popped into my head um, was another one where we left school to go to the show and come back. And it was the um, December 95 uh, show at Hershey. Okay. Well, I remember that. That didn't go. I didn't go, but I definitely, I, I remember it so perfectly. I wanted to go. So again, we were at, we were, you know, at school, we were, I mean, at that time of year, I'm sure we were coming up on finals Yeah. and we took, we took off for the night and went to, we actually got on a bus that was, that, that bust people down from Penn state and back, which was pretty clutch. Um, and so that one, that one really stands out. Twelve eleven um, ninety five is in my top five. Is that it twelve eleven? The Portland uh, yeah. ninety five show yeah. that that's in, in nice. my top five. Yeah, yeah, it was a great definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see them in the that time period because I had a little kid, mm. and it was hard. You mm. know, you're saying yeah. like I literally had like a one year old. I went to a couple shows back then, and it was just, it's just really hard to juggle all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and afford it all certainly that. is and mm-hmm. afford all that yep. with a little kid and yeah there it's just expensive certainly mm-hmm. all right so what do you have for did you do a lot of 2.0 um i well i did the comeback shows i did msg and the three at hampton and you know they were they were special just because we were all so happy that they were back together mm-hmm. um I, I did a smattering of other shows and was at Coventry. Um, and what, I don't think there was anything particularly memorable, um, in that, in that section of my, uh, my, my, uh, fish career. Yeah. No, same, same thing with me. It's not any, like I've said it before. It just wasn't my, my scene that my, I mean, I did, you know, I did Coventry and my first, my son's first show was it. I brought him at nine months old to that and they're the bigger ones, but I just, I don't know. I guess it was a little, and just the scene was pretty harsh during those times. Not my, not my gig. So, so then you came back, and were you able to get to Hampton for the opening '09, or did you hop on after that? 
I certainly hopped back in. I was unfortunately not at Hampton for the reunion shows, mm-hmm. um, but have seen, you know, as, as I said earlier, seen a steady flow of, of 3.0 shows over the years. I we we certainly enjoy the fact that Fish comes to Merriweather just about every summer and we always try to make those shows and we pick and choose what um you know what shows we can we can actually travel for i think i'm in the mode now of trying to uh to hit venues we haven't uh been to before so mm. last summer we got out to the gorge for the first time and this summer there. we're getting out to dicks for the first time that's exciting. Yeah, I've never been to Dicks. I, I like Dicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I like sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say it like that. <laughs> you didn't have to. It was me. It's me. It was one of those. That's what she said kind of moments. Anyway, um, I haven't. Hampton. Hampton, I feel like, was that they call it the mothership. Am I correct right. with that I, one? I actually have seen the dead there. I've never seen. Did you? Yeah. I would love to get to Hampton. That's. I've that's never fun. been to Merriweather, interestingly enough, being yeah. from like, living in Philadelphia and all that or camden I've, you've been to camden yes yeah no yeah. well what not for fish mm. but you've been to the venue yeah. really yeah i don't think I, I might actually i may have seen fish at camden i'm really really bad at tracking shit <laughs> <laughs> your site might be my lord and savior right <laughs> yeah we got it we definitely got to get you tracking your shows on fantasy tour uh-huh um, i one the show i've been listening to i probably honestly listened to at least twice a week, and I think this week alone, I've listened to it three or four times. Is that twelve twenty nine eighteen this past year? The um, the tweezer. I can't get over it. Okay. I cannot get over it. So, are you familiar with this show from this past uh, the New Year's Run, Paul? That one it doesn't stick out in my head. Is one that I I, I recall specifically. Um, I I'm not much for going back and listening to shows that I wasn't in attendance for uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I just can't seem to really find the time for it and mm-hmm. it, when it comes to the msg new year's runs uh we've always found it really tough to get up for those shows so um i don't have a whole lot of those uh feathers in my cap in terms of uh shows that i that i've attended mm-hmm. um, yeah i feel like i've been to i got to see him 97 11 I think I've been 16, four to four yeah. of them. I've been to three or four. Yeah, yeah. I've been to three but or four I of them. literally drive up for New Year's Eve and or drive down for New Year's Eve and drive back to Just New Year's drive Day. Up. Yeah, that's what we did for the 29th. But yeah. we always, always, always watch. I, since they've been webcasting, this is what I do on New Year's, though. Right. Like I don't, we're, the, we're the we're the kings and queens of yes, couch tour. of couch tour. <laughs> so we usually spend our New Year's together and we do the, you know, we get a screen going and the whole thing as far as uh, all that. Do you have a um, a specific favorite uh, from 3.0? Huh, that, that's a good question. Um, yeah, well, I, in terms of, you know, shows themselves in, ter- in terms of like, the show, the performance. Yeah. Um, nothing really comes to mind as a, Mm -hmm. as a standout favorite, but I will say that I feel very fortunate that we got to go to the first Riviera Maya. 
Oh, you've and that was in pretty special. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I, so that certainly stands out. Absolutely. absolutely. I know these Mexican, I like, I really, I'm like, I, I just like bucket list. I need to dance in that ocean. But, you know, I, are I just, you going to Mexico? I'm not going back. I uh, got to go to the first one. I haven't um, been able to make it back. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, Paul, thank you so much for talking with us today and letting us all know all, all about the ins and outs of Fantasy Tour. And super congratulations for coming up on your 20th year and especially doing what I think most of us want to do, which is like full-time fish fan. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was definitely. Nice to meet you. Maybe we'll be up for your thing. Mm-hmm. For your thing. For your thing. <laughs> <laughs> for your, awesome. For your 20, 20th year anniversary show on September 20th. So, and your new site. So, if there's any um, information you want to send along my way, we'll get in the show notes there. And, um, and yeah, so thank you so much for, for joining us. And we'll have to meet up with you on lot one of these days for sure. Definitely. I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right, cool. All right, happy thank anniversary! You. Yeah, thank you so Thanks, much, Paul. Guys. All right, take, take care. care. Bye. Yeah, bye. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode. Christy, thank you as well. Always my pleasure. Lots of fun, lots of fun. And um, please visit OsirisPod.com. We are part of their network, and there are about 30 different podcasts on there everything from more fish to grateful dead and ween and history and we're gr- very grateful to be part of that um osiris is also partnered with Jambase. so uh, thank you everyone and we'll catch up with you soon peace